0: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. SiriusXM X and Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Always, always, always have your chance right now to be a part of Safe Space. No judgment. We're not going to say anything contrary. It is your chance for you to just have that safe space and get it off your chest. Sports-related, personal-related, no Christmas gift-related, whatever you got. We're going to take your call to 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You get a chance to be a part of the Safe Space without any judgment in 10 minutes at 888-729-3776. So in the last 24 hours, Pete Carroll, after 14 years, gone from the Seattle Seahawks. Nick Saban, after 17 years at Alabama, retiring from college football. Then we had Bill Belichick earlier today. He and the New England Patriots after 24 years. They mutually decided to part ways. We know we're never going to see that kind again, Harry, when it comes to Nick Saban, when it comes to Bill Belichick. But staying with Nick Saban, seven national championships, six at Alabama in that 17-year period. I don't know if we're going to see any kind of run like that, especially now in college football with a 12-team college football playoff, and it's going to be harder to win championships and do that winning three or four games. The obvious answer could be Georgia, but I still wonder if that team is even out there, no matter how much Georgia has it going on right now.
1: Yeah, I think, and the reason why I know you even bring up Georgia is the simple fact that they won back-to-back national championships recently. And also, they made another championship game in which they probably should have won. Mm. When Tua Tungavaloa threw a football to Devonte Smith um, in overtime in Alabama, was able to win that national championship. So, right. you know, Kirby Smart three national championships in his tenure already with the Georgia Bulldogs winning two of those. Uh, but like you mentioned, when it's a twelve-team playoff, that's a bit different ball game, right? Than just say semifinals when you have you know four teams competing, and then the next two teams compete for the national championship. Yeah, twelve teams is a di- whole nother level of things, and it elevates things and gives you know more opportunities to other teams who might not have had that opportunity if they weren't ranked one through four previously. The way things have been constructed. Uh but so mm-hmm. I I will say Georgia, but not saying Georgia like it's going to happen. Right. I'm saying Georgia because they had the two titles um already and in, in three national championships recently. Here's another
0: in. here's another number for you. Sixteen. Sixteen teams in the SEC. Oh yeah. Starting in twenty twenty four with Oklahoma and Texas.
1: And no divisions now. And it's no just, divisions it's just the top the best two
0: records. Absolutely free for all. Yep. Period. So you don't have to be the best team in the SEC. But if you get in that college ball playoff, anything can happen. Whether you got to win four games or three games or whatever that has to be, that's I'm not going to say it's impossible. I've learned my lesson. After UMBC beat Virginia as a 16 beat beating one seed, I've learned never to say that anything's impossible when it comes to that in sports. But it's going to be damn difficult with an extra extra playoff games happening and you're in a 16-team league like the Big Ten or the Southeastern Conference and no division starting in 2024, it's going to be that much harder for anybody to do what Nick Saban in Alabama did, winning six national championships and playing in other, in a couple of the playoff games in a 17-year period. Speaking of Nick Saban, he had a chance to sit down with Reese Davis of ESPN's College Game Day, and he said this was the reason he decided now is the time to get on out.
2: I felt like it might be the right time for me, mm-hmm. uh, but how it impacted the players, the coaches, all the people who work here in the building and contributed to the to the success of the team, you know, how would it affect them? You know, that was the hard part. And um, that was the part that, you know, I kept vacillating on back and forth until I was on the phone. At, we had a meeting at 4 o'clock. Uh, I was 3.55. I was sitting in my chair looking at the clock, Saying you got five minutes to decide which speech you're going to give, and I was actually talking to Miss Terry right up until that time. So um, there was a difficult decision uh, because it impacts and influences, you know, the lives of so many people.
1: Hey, don't let Coach Saban fool you. Miss Terry run things over there now.
0: Oh, he ain't trying to fool anybody. Hey, listen (laughs) here, Miss
1: Terry. Hey. Whenever somebody addressed their wife as Miss Terry, Miss Terry running things and has have kept Nick Sabin afloat mm-hmm. for all these years, man, and she, she's been the backbone for him to be able to be the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. So I always like to give you know the wives a shout-out because
0: Good for you. they're the Absolutely. ones who
1: sacrifice so much so their husbands can go out there and be phenomenal like we've seen Nick Saban be for so long.
0: Well, we know we're going to need a new Mr. Nick Saban, who's going to be the new Mystery at Alabama, now the Nick Saban, and there are going to be plenty of candidates that will want to be a part of that job, that will want to take on that responsibility, that Leviathan, that is Alabama football, and everything that comes with it from a media standpoint, local standpoint when it comes to fans, there is a video circulating. Someone's grandmother sent a video of a five-year-old learning that Nick Saban retired, and he is just boo hoo hoo crying. Oh, His man. mother's trying to comfort him, and he, at five years of age, Jaden is not having it because he does not want somebody else taking the place of Nick Saban and Miss Terry, Nick Saban's wife, to be in charge of Alabama football. But whoever that person is, It's going to be very interesting who they settle on because I guarantee you right now, Alabama's talked to at least three or four different people. Maybe not Dan Lanning of Oregon. Yep, He already said the Pat McAfee show, yeah, that job is good, bud. Getting
3: your name put in the conversation speaks to what we're doing right here, right now. But, yeah, this decision has been made for me since I took this job. You know, I love what we have here. I love the support, the administration I have. I mean, we've got the things built to where we could be that team. And um, we just got to continue to take steps in that direction to
0: get where we want to be. He's saying that on Thursday. January 11th. That doesn't mean he might not change his mind next week sometime in January. Anything can happen, even for Dan Landing or somebody else out there taking over for Nick Saban. Well, well, I
1: also think it's funny how he even learned of this whole stuff going on <laughs> in which he said this –
3: It was a distraction last night. My 13 year old son, Caden, we just started watching the Jason Bourne movie. We were on Jason Bourne. And my phone's blowing up and it's like, (laughs) dad, it says, it says you're in Tuscaloosa right now. It's like, we're watching Jason Bourne. Focus on the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Put your phone on. Do not disturb. So it interrupted what we were, we were in on last night. But, uh, yeah, we got great players that we're we're looking to sign. All that became a distraction for sure. You got players on our team reaching out and they know where I'm at. 10 toes down.
1: 10 toes down. Okay, let me catch you, there on the south side of the A-Town. Talking about some 10-toes down, Coach Landon.
0: You may not catch him on the south side. But that doesn't mean that representatives have not been talking in Alabama.
1: Well, you know who he's represented by.
0: Jimmy Sexton. Yo, hmm Who represents Nick Saban. And you know? Lane Kiffin. Uh-huh, and a whole host of other people. Yep. When it comes to taking over for Nick Saban at Alabama. Well,
1: I- have you heard from Dabo?
0: I keep telling people out there, man. Usually in this, because Dabo's never met a situation where he didn't want to speak on it. Whether sports, politics, society, in the words of Nino Brown, Dabble got nothing to say? Nothing? Not a word out of Davo. <laughs> Haven't heard anything from Davo. Which means I'm telling you right now, the more you don't hear, the more that they're talking when it comes to Dabo Sweeney and a place that he graduated from and helped win a national championship in the 90s with Gene Stallings when it comes to Alabama.
1: Yeah, so Dabo played at the University of Alabama from 90 to 92. But not only that, though, Freddie, when you look at his coaching career and how it started, from 93 to 95, he was a GA at Alabama. In at 1996, he was a tight end slash wide receiver coach. In 97, he was the tight end coach. And then 98 to 2000, He was the wide receiver coach. So he has those not minor Alabama ties. He has those strong Alabama ties. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this, and and Nick Saban brought up something about NIL and the transfer portal. And for Dabo, if he takes this job, he should listen to this right here, on which Nick Saban had the perfect thing to say.
2: It did not have any effect on my decision. You know, I've always been one that... No matter what's happened through the years, you know, whether they went no huddle and you had to adapt to it. They threw RPOs and you had to adapt to it. Uh, we had a changing environment in college football. You know, my thing was always don't complain about it. Try to figure out what the best solution is so that you can compete well in whatever the environment is. And that's always the pro- approach that I've taken uh, in the situation and circumstances that we're in.
1: Now, Dabo Sweeney was able to win two national championships, defeating Nick Saban and his Alabama team, right? But at the same time, I can make the argument that the reason why we haven't seen certain things from the Clemson Tigers the last few years is that Dabo doesn't believe in a transfer portal. And when you have a Florida State Seminoles football team who – Mm-hmm. wasn't on the level of your football team a few years ago, but right. they're dabbing into the transfer portal mm-hmm. and they had the opportunity to catch up to you in 2023. You can't have that mindset if you go coach for, for the Alabama Crimson Tide.
0: And don't think for one second, with all the rhetoric that he had about an IL and transfer portal, I'll never forget years ago, we're going to start playing paying players. We're going to the NFL and I said, dabble, I love you, but the NFL doesn't want you and <laughs> you don't want the NFL. You don't want that smoke from the National Football League. But the more you don't hear about Dabo Sweeney Hmm. saying anything one way or the other, that means that they talking when it comes to Dabo Sweeney and the university that he graduated from. Has anybody heard from Dabo? I'm sure Mrs. Sweeney has. (laughs) Possibly even Alabama, as far as that goes. And we're talking about Alabama when it comes to football. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by the presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. So get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections are not available in all states or situations. This is your safe space. Your sports therapy, your chance to get it off your chest, safe space with Freddie and Harry. It is all about you, you, you? We don't get in your way. We don't pass any judgment. We don't say what's wrong with you. We let this safe space be all about you. U y o u at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. It could be sports related, could be personal related. You could be angry about something, but either way, it's all about your safe space and us getting out of your way. Gary in Florida, kick off the safe space, my friend.
1: Gary in Florida, what you got for us, my man?
0: I think Gary can't hear us, so we're going to have to take safe space away from Gary and move on to somebody else. Staying in Florida, Jay in Tampa, what you got for the safe space? Yeah, safe space, man. I got to get it off my chest and off my mind. Stephen Ross, you coveted Jim Harbaugh, your
4: fellow alumnus. You need to go ahead and let McDaniels go ahead and get rolled in the first round pay off pay of his little contract, take tour with you, and bring Jim Harbaugh down to the Miami Dolphins. You're up there in age. The man has proven he can win on both levels. Sorry, McDaniels. I love it. Take tour with you to one of these other teams. You guys can do what you have to do, but we need Jim Harbaugh down in Miami with Steven Ross, his fellow alumnus. Jay,
1: this is safe space, and I understand your frustration, but I'm just trying to figure out Who's going to be the Miami Dolphins' next quarterback if Mike McDaniel takes Tua with him?
0: J.J. McCarthy? <laughs> Maybe he brings him with him?
1: I think they got other needs to fill.
0: I'm sure they do.
1: <laughs> but it's Jay's safe
0: space, not yours. Are you
1: right. <laughs> That's why I try to say it like with a little soft tone. I get. I, 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 like, I like the soft shoe, slow yeah. news you know routine.
0: I, I appreciate that. But it is his safe space and we need to stay on that as far as that goes. (laughs) Leonard staying in Florida. Leonard, what you got for the safe space, my friend?
5: Well, Freddie, you know, the thing is about I got to get this in my safe space here. You know, I called a radio station in Southwest Florida, and I disagreed with him, and basically the person just went, you know, completely off the rails. But if I disagree or say something that's not right, please do not ban me from your show. We won't do that. We will not do that. We have have more glass here. Yes, we do I know you do, buddy. Hey, here's the deal. If anybody thinks that Nick Saban isn't going to go right or wrong and go to the NFL, they're completely crazy. Same age as Belichick. He's going to the NFL. I guarantee you. He'll, co- he'll coach five, six more years. He's not stepping down. And in the, the inclement weather in the NCA with the NIL and all that kind of stuff. I guarantee you that's where he's going. He just wants to cement his legacy and pass Belichick, the one that gave him one of his big breaks into the NFL.
0: Ooh, okay. Strong
5: with that, by
1: well, the way. Well, he, he has one boss he uh, he'll have to answer to.
0: Yeah, we all know yeah, her name. Yeah, Miss Terry. Miss Terry. <laughs> she says, "Uh-uh. It will be a mm. Uh-uh. Miss Terry tell him to sit down. He going to sit down." He may have already done that before she even says it. <laughs> Why are you sitting down? I anticipated you were going to tell me that, honey. Uh, see, you, you learned. I've trained you well as far as that goes. Marvin in Tampa, what you got for the safe space?
6: Florida calls are coming through right now.
0: Yes, they are.
6: But uh, love your show. Got to say, I've been on with Harry before. Never been on with you yet. But best show on the radio. Thank Just want to get that off my chest real quick. But Thank you. Um, I got to say, I'm getting a little tired of all the... Nick, of all the... Um, Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Look, fantastic coach. Fantastic coach. But the numbers rule it, uh, throw it out there. Yes, I understand. Six Super Bowls, I get it. But he has eight losing seasons. He's never... The only quarterback he's ever been to the Super Bowl with is Tom Brady. I understand that that was a long relationship. But Don Shula took four separate quarterbacks to the Super Bowl, had only two losing seasons. That includes... When he took over, originally, the dumpster fire that was the Miami Dolphins as an expansion team, basically. He's on every level, never been accused of any kind of impropriety or cheating or anything else along those lines. And the man just kept winning. By the way, remember that there were less games when he was coaching originally, so he had less time to pick up wins. There were also less playoff games, so he had less time to pick up wins. And he's still the leader in the clubhouse. Your
0: thoughts, guys? Your safe space. I'm going to stay out of that. But you made a very compelling case for a guy that Bill Belichick passed when it came to the most wins in the history of the national football. That's
1: the beauty of safe space. Absolutely. That's why we love y'all. Y'all come talk to us and tell us what's on your mind and how you're feeling.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And and with Don Shula, all those compelling points, four different quarterbacks that he got to the Super Bowl with. I mean, between Bob Greasy, Earl Morrill, along with Dan Marino and David Woodley. <laughs> David Woodley. He got David Woodley to a Super Bowl as a coach of the Miami Dolphins when it comes to Don Shula. Match in Alaska is becoming one of our new favorites. match thanks for calling Safe Space at 888-729-3776 on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. match the floor is yours.
5: Freddie, Harry, great to talk to you. I got three things real quick. I think Chris Sale... Hill- is a great pickup for the Braves, Harry. That's I think right, that much. Uh, Carol, Sabin, Belichick, and maybe Tom Brady ought to go on a Las Vegas, <laughs> Las Vegas type party. You know, maybe one of you guys could jump in with them and go. You know. <laughs> and my last thing does. Jeez, uh, Carlin even watch
0: sports well wait a minute now that, that safe space we're not going to have that now. we're not going to have that be much Nice in although I will say this Harry if we're on a Las Vegas vacation with the principles that he mentioned that could be like the hangover part four
1: you know where I'm going
0: you'll be leading the charge you
1: know where I'm going
0: we'll be getting arrested because of you
1: mm, hangover
0: <laughs> we'll be getting arrested because <laughs> of you I can see that happening <laughs> Made in Memphis what you got for the safe space
5: Oh, I'm a New York Jets fan. And uh Freddie, I'm sure you can uh empathize with me on that one. But uh-huh. uh you know, beating Bill the way we did, we've waited so long to beat the Patriots fifteen games straight and that just didn't feel right. Three field goals and and uh um you know, beating that Patriots team that isn't very good. It's just not the way <laughs> I wanted to get <laughs> get that uh get that get that streaked in but um man I love y'all's guys and the show. Uh, uh, Harry, you're hilarious and uh, uh y'all are y'all are great. So appreciate y'all. Y'all make the drive home a whole lot easier. So go Jets, Freddie.
0: We appreciate the kind words and believe me, Maine in Memphis. As a long suffering Jets fan, I'll take anything. I know that was not the way that the Jets wanted to win or that we wanted our Jets to win, but I was tired of that 15-game losing streak to the New England Patriots.
1: So I'll tell Maine. So Maine, I'll be covering the UFL, and they have a team in Memphis.
0: The Showboats, right?
1: Yep. So we need to connect, my man, so so I can visit you. Yeah,
0: there we go. But Memphis. When I, when I get to Memphis. Memphis in the springtime. I know. With the barbecue. Ah. Go by Al Green's church a little bit to go a little religion I feel well. good. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit of that, you know. Love and happiness. Rob in Texas, be the final part of the safe space, my friend. What you got, Rob? Hey, guys. I'm going to use my safe space, and I'm going
4: to talk right to Bill Belichick. Everyone's talking about Washington and Atlanta. Atlanta's got a lot of young talent. They could maybe use some of that discipline that you like to dish out. But do not make a decision until these playoffs are over. Mike McCarthy is holding the keys. He had to make changes. He's had to move to play calling. If the Cowboys lose in the wild card or the divisional round and do not make the NFC championship. McCarthy's out and Bill can slip right in there and get himself another ring.
0: I don't think anything anything is off the table with that if that happens. I can see Jerry Jones or Bill Belichick in the market. I can see him making that phone call.
4: 12
1: and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5.
0: I know. Hmm.
1: No playoff wins, no
0: playoff wins, one playoff win.
1: But I think context matters in this decision as well, too. Absolutely. Right? If it's not Mike McCarthy's fault, how how can you,
0: you know? No doubt. If if you're Jerry Jones and your team, let's say, lose a 38-35 game and he did everything possible, the other team won, he still might make that move. So if you're Mike McCarthy, don't lose to the Green Bay Packers. Period. End I, the story.
1: I need them to make the division around, too. You know why, Freddie?
0: Because you want to be on your way to Woo! Dallas to hang out.
1: Flight book, hotel book.
0: You know, you're going to find your way in that luxury suite with the Jones family. They're mm. going
1: to be like, man, what's Harry doing up there with them? Now, somebody go down there and get Harry for me, please.
0: Uh, Freddie Harry Douglas is always welcome anytime <laughs> into the luxury box because we're big fans of the show and we get a chance to hang out with him. So Harry Douglas does not need an open invitation; the doors always open to hang out with the Jones family in the luxury box here at Jerry's World to watch the Dallas Cowboys play football.
1: Two places you can find me in Dallas: Spatch, phenomenal restaurant, okay. little chill spot, nice, and also Nick and Sam's. Ooh, okay. Woo, that's two right. places you can find me in Dallas.
0: Okay, that's, that sounds good. I'm, I'm hungry just thinking about that. We're gonna talk to somebody who knows what it's like to not only play for Bill Belichick but to win multiple championships with Bill Belichick and his name is not Tom Brady or Teddy Bruschi. He joins us next on Freddie and Harry and this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio after 24 years. Six Super Bowl championships, nine AFC championships, it came to an end today as Bill Belichick, New England Patriots, decided to mutually go their separate ways.
7: Hi, good morning. I've seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow, uh, Robert and I, after a, you know, series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. And uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know gratitude and celebration. Um, start with Robert and his family. Um, it's great so much thanks for the opportunity to, to be a coach here for 24 years. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, received tremendous support. Uh, we had a vision of, you know, building a winner, building a championship football team here. And, uh, that exceeded my, my wildest dreams, um, and expectations, uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and, you know, the contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that. And, and, um, I always have those, those great memories. I'll carry with those, those with me the rest of my life.
0: The words of Bill Belichick leaving the New England Patriots after 24 years together. Let's bring in somebody who, not, who won not one, not two, but three championships, part of the New England Patriots' six Super Bowl championship run. And he is Gerard Cherry. He is a great on Twitter, J.R. Cherry3. Can't wait to get his thoughts on Bill Belichick, his former coach, moving on after 24 years. Gerard, I'm sure you've heard everything you had to hear from Bill Belichick. Robert Kraft, the owner, making this decision. What are your thoughts on Bill Belichick over the 24 years he and the Patriots going their separate ways?
4: Well, the interesting thing, Freddie, what stood out to me, and thanks for having me on, my man, is that when Bill was talking about the nutritionists, the people who cook at the stadium, the custodian security, the equipment people, that's what resonated with me because that was the mentality. It was everyone has a part, everyone has a stake patron way and what that represents. So when he held true in his pardon speech and brought those people into the conversation along with the players, along with the coaches, along with the craft family, that just spoke volumes to me of why it was such a special time to be in New England when I was there early on in the infancy of the dynasty in that everyone in the organization and on the team in, in particular felt that you had a stake and felt that you had a say in what was going on. And the credit of Bill, what I appreciate most about him, Freddie, is the fact that he didn't sugarcoat things. He treated everyone equally in the sense that Tom Brady got cussed out, I got cussed out. (laughs) It didn't matter who you were. You got equal treatment in that regard, and I respected the heck out of him for that.
0: What was your favorite Bill Belichick story through your years together?
4: There are so many, but one that resonates the most with me was that we're in a – we just lose a football game, and he was excellent at doing the following. Having you won a game, but if you played poorly, make you feel like you lost. And I just kept you hungry and would drive. But on this particular game, Freddie, we lose the game, and a lot of guys make mistakes, and I have to make a mistake. And mind you, I'm just playing special teams. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, the room's dark. He has this big presentation that he's going to make about what was about the game and why we ended up losing. So he goes into his speech and he said, You know what? i am been going along song and dance about what happened. This one play sums up the entirety of the game. Oh, boy. Now, mind you, games last at least three hours, right? So he pulls out one play, and I'm thinking it's going to be Tom Brady or it's going to be Teddy Bruschi or it's going to be someone of note who's made a mistake. Don't you know he pulls up a play in which I didn't feel the ball inside the 10-yard line (laughs) and proceeded to say that this one play summed it all up for the game. So that one stuck with me because for the rest of the week, my teammates, every time I walk through the locker room, would say, This
0: sums it up. Gerard <laughs> <laughs> Cherry, three times Super we Bowl champ with the Patriots, also co host of The Next Level on ESPN Radio in Cleveland on 850 AM WKNR. Great stuff by him joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We always see the Bill Belichick persona, especially when he talks to the media, and we get the behind the scenes stories when it comes to the kind of relationships that he had with his players, whether they were special teamers or frontline guys, whatever that is. But what type of coach does New England need to replace a guy that did it so well for so long over a 20-year period?
4: Well, that's a heck of a question. And ultimately what they need is someone who is going to, one, be able to work with the Kraft family because the expectations of that fan base are tremendous now based upon what bill has built. And simply put, if you want to go X's and O's, the defense is fine. The issue with the New England Patriots, in my opinion, is that they have to solve the quarterback position, and they have to get more playmakers on that football team, and the offensive off they have to protect and block better. You do those things, you have a fighting chance. Because right now it's clear and evident that the Bills and the Dolphins, and to some degree, the Jets are running away with the division. Right. And so it's really that simple. Fix the quarterback problem. you got the third pick of the draft. That's the opportunity to do that.
0: How much of Bill Belichick's Patriot way kind of got in the way in terms of realizing in modern football, Gerard, that you better have playmakers, especially at the quarterback position?
4: Ah, That's a heck of a question. And I would say in this regard, because the principles about team over self paying a price and making sure you outwork your opponent and yet you do your job and you do it very well. Those components will always be a part of football, no matter what we say or do, because that's foundational. I think ultimately, when I went through there, we're a bunch of guys who had chip on our shoulder, right? And we right. got overlooked and disrespected. And he was able to play into that. As the things have changed with the salary cap, it's become very clear that you just can't throw a bunch of guys who are, for lack of a better description, the don't Misfit toys players, <laughs> and get them together and all of a sudden have them just come together and build something special like we did, that you're going to have to invest. And I think on a large scale, he just kept trying to play that game of, hey, we can keep salaries low, we don't got to pay anybody, and we can get the job done. And that doesn't work in this day and age of the NFL. His principles, his concepts, Freddie, I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. Those will always work. I mean, those are principles that you can take into life, team over self, paying the price, no room for contentment, not contentment, but rather not resting on your laurels. And all those type of things, those apply as far as when it comes to the day and age of the NFL now and what you have to do to acquire talent to keep it, the rules don't apply.
0: Great stuff by Gerard Cherry. Like we mentioned, three-times Super Bowl champion, now part of the next level on ESPN Radio in Cleveland on 850 AM WKNR. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at JRCherry3. Speaking of Cleveland, that's where he first got his head coaching job at, meeting Bill Belcher at the Cleveland Browns. He loved him to a a playoff appearance when he was there. Now you got a Browns team about getting ready to play to Houston, Texas. That kicks off Super Wild Card Weekend on Saturday at 4.30 Eastern time. Being based in Cleveland, what has Flacco Magic been like? Seeing that take effect with the Browns and everybody in that city, Gerard, rallying around him and that football team.
4: Freddie, it's so crazy. On a daily basis, we get 10 to 12 parody songs coming in about people's affection and love for Joe Flacco. You would have never thought this man played it for play for the Ravens, and how much fanfare and love he's getting. It is fair to say he is the most popular person in town. And if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to rival LeBron. Now, he'll never pass LBJ, but he is getting close in the fanfare because this is a football-centric area, northeastern Ohio, and we love our Browns. But it is incredible just the amount of fanfare and love that he's getting. And I'm pretty sure at this point now, he probably can't go to the grocery store or to a restaurant without getting ask for a picture or an autograph or something of that magnitude.
0: How much are the two words Super Bowl being tossed around in your city, my friend?
6: <laughs>
4: like a
0: salad.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 Just ask him what's the dressing you <laughs> on that bad boy. He's a range of a thousand dollars because, believe me, the conversation's <laughs> being had. And it's not a far-fetched conversation because if you think about this defense, Freddie, and what they're capable of doing, and if Joe can remain upright and get protection, I like our chances here in Cleveland against everyone. Right. So that's a fair assessment to say that it's a possibility. And just to let you know on a side note, I am literally in the Browns facility right now
0: uh-huh. where it
4: all started for Bill Belichick.
0: Wow. What is that like? Because it's kind of come full circle for you where you're covering the Browns in that great city of Cleveland and they love their Cleveland Browns. That's where he got started. Nick Saban was his defensive coordinator. And within 24 hours, Nick Saban leaving college football with Alabama and Bill Belichick having to find another job after 24 years with the New England Patriots.
4: Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird deal because it just lets you know that nothing is forever. I mean, you want things to last forever, but what you find out, because I never thought, Freddie, that he would be in a situation where he would be and though they ended it amicably, as they're saying. And then, again, what was taking place with Nick Saban, he chose to go on his own terms. Right. But just to see that Bill, even Bill Belichick, it happened to Tom Landry, it happened to Tom Brady, it happened to Joe Montana. And it just reminds you, man, that we're all replaceable and that when you have your opportunities, make the best of it and give it your all. So that way, when you look back on what you've accomplished and what you've done, you have no regrets. And I think that's one of the things that he'll take away from what he's accomplished because he shouldn't have any regrets. And went to the Super Bowl nine times as a head coach of the New England Patriots and won six of them.
0: 30 seconds left. Does Bill Belichick coach in 2024 or not, and why?
4: Yes, sir. He coaches again. And I am going to lean on either the Atlanta Falcons or the Los Angeles Chargers.
0: Okay, sounds good. Gerard, always great catch up with you, my friend. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend, especially the Browns and Texans. Kick it off on Saturday. You take care and be well. Thanks a lot, Bross. Thanks, Freddie. Take care, my man. Great stuff by Gerard Cherry. Like we mentioned, three-time Super Bowl champion, also co-host of The Next Level on ESPN Cleveland, 850 AM WKNR in that great city. Hit him on Twitter at JRCherry3. Joining me, Freddie Coleman. On Freddie and Harry, we have not forgotten about the NBA. We have the Los Angeles Lakers tonight hosting the Phoenix Suns, and it's presented by Indeed. It begins at 9.30 Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Wait until you hear what Nick Saban had to say about now why was the time that he decided to leave Alabama in college football. And in other news, this Tyler really, really loved Christmas this past holiday season. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Thanks for allowing it to be a part of you and you being a part of it, courtesy of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance and Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So within 24 hours, we have Pete Carroll at the Seattle Seahawks no longer having that job. He's going to stay as an advisor. You had Nick Saban after 17 years and six national championships in Alabama retiring and moving away from that program. And less than 24 hours later, Bill Belichick of the 24 years taking his place to say, you know what, we need the part and they're going their separate ways, although I still believe he's going to be coaching in the National Football League in 2024. Reese Davis, a college game day of ESPN, had a chance to sit down Nick Saban. And Nick Saban explained why the time was right for him to walk away and say, it's time for somebody else to be the head coach of Alabama football.
2: No, I don't think there's any good time, especially when you're a coach, because once you're a coach, you think you're going to be a coach forever. But I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players, uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, It was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Uh, Took a little, little more out of me than usual. And, you know, when people mentioned the health issue, it was really just the grind of... Can you do this the way you want to do it? Can you do it the way you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season? And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, uh, the way I, I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, um, like I said, there's never a good time.
0: For an iconic coach who enjoyed the grind. And never minded the grind. When he got sick of that, when he said, I don't have enough in me to do that, even at 71 years of age, that's when you can't stay if you're Nick Saban. And he made the right decision. You can say, well, NIL drove him out of the transfer portal. He didn't mind making those kind of adjustments. And by the by, in NIL transfer portal world, he did get Alabama to another playoff appearance this past season. And it took an overtime comeback win for Michigan to keep them out of a championship game and maybe winning a national championship and him going off into the sunset. But for somebody who always, always enjoyed the grind, when that became too much for somebody wired like that when it comes to Nick Saban, he knew he was not doing himself, his family, and Alabama football any favors by trying to force himself to do it again. It was a knee-jerk reaction, yes, but you knew, based on what he said, it had been building in Nick Saban for more than a minute, leading to that decision 24 hours ago, leaving college football and leaving Alabama football.
1: Freddie, you think he comes back if uh, Alabama would have won the national championship this year?
0: Nope. Nope. He'd have left it alone because even he said the grind was too much. A national championship would have been the perfect ending, a bow around that package, a bow around that box for him. But even that, I don't think would have led Nick Saban to say, yep, I'm going to do this again because now I have a chance to trampoline off of that kind of happiness winning a national championship. Freddie Coleman here on Freddie and Harry presented by progressive insurance and ESPN radio each and every night about this time. We make sure that you're caught up on something you might've missed. You know it better as they may not be the top stories of the day in other news, but you need to be in the know. This is in other news. Everybody usually loves Christmas presents, right? Unless you're the Grinch stealing them or Scrooge. Everybody loves getting presents for Christmas. Not as much as this three-year-old in North Carolina. Now, this three-year-old's parent, who shall I nameless, Scott Rinken, who happens to be a science fiction and fantasy author, he had to put on social media that he and his wife made a rather rather weird discovery on Christmas morning. He said, and I'm going to quote him, y'all, my three-year-old came down to 3 a.m. and unwrapped everyone's presents. What? With no... Present spared. Excuse me. People wanted to know, what time did you discover it? Scott Rinkin said, my son literally came back upstairs asking for scissors. That's when we knew something was wrong. He also responded, noting that his wife then scrambled to try to rewrap the gifts that they had prepared for the older son. But it was much, much too late. I love Christmas a bunch of the next person. But that three-year-old, he thought every gift was for him and unwrapped everybody's presents. Merry Christmas, indeed. Amber and Ian comes your way next. For Harry Dogs. I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. God bless you. Keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.